Thanks for clicking play on another Podrick the Podcast episode. If this is the first time listening to our podcast, welcome. In our podcast series titled Exploring the Multiverse, I, Maor Sadra, will act as your host, interviewing friends and industry thought leaders about crazy hypotheticals that may or may never happen in our wild and fast-changing industry, digital marketing. Today's episode features Elad Stern, COO at Audio. Elad brings really interesting perspective over ad formats and monetization strategies in today's world, talking about a world without intrusive ads where users have more control. I had fun speaking with Elad and hope you'll enjoy listening to our interview. Elad, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Bauer? I'm good. I'm good. You look very cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, probably you- the hat. You, you always wear a hat, right? I think every, every time I saw you anywhere, you always have a hat on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of a, I get a signature, but at the end of the day, I just really like it. I think it's uh, adding a lot to, to, to me or to the personality I am. And uh, yeah, I feel comfortable with the hat. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so welcome to the uh, podcast. I think last season I interviewed Amit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, Elad, would you like to give an introduction about yourself, background, you know, go yeah, wild? Yeah, sure. So yeah, last uh, season you had a meet, uh, meet Monite, uh, my partner, uh, both of us uh, founded the uh, audio about two years ago. Uh, a bit about myself, I'm uh, in the advertising uh, technology space for over, I would say, 12, 13 years already. Uh, most of my career, I worked for a company called Iron Source. I joined uh, around 2012, the early days when Iron Source, uh, which today is, audio, is Unity, by the way, uh, was a different company focusing on other, uh, other products. But uh, Iron Source grew up to be uh, one of the leading mobile monetization uh, platforms. I mostly did uh, media-related activity, media buying, uh, establishing teams of uh, new media revenue generator activities, a lot of innovation um, that I did that until uh, almost 2020 and then COVID hit. I left Iron Source to understand what I want to do next. Uh, and then Amit, uh, my partner, came over and said he has a great idea. Um, and he told me he wants to connect basically audio ads with mobile games. And I told them, uh, okay, uh, let me research a bit. Uh, after I researched it, the, the main things that really intrigued me to start this uh, innovation or this venture was that we are going to invent a new ad format. So coming from the media space, you understand this is something that doesn't happen every day. It takes years, like banner, video, testicials. Every seven, 10 years it happens. So this was the trigger on my end, understanding this is something I want to go for. And, and since then, um, two years after we're audio, growing, looking good, and doing basically, I, I would say we are the leading in-game um, audio monetization platform for game developers. Yeah. By the way, Elad, like, so knowing you and knowing Amit, when he came to you initially with the idea, did you say, interesting, let me research, or was it, this is the stupidest idea ever, and then thought about it? I might have a different reaction to what I said, let me research, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, I did research a bit after he asked me a few more times. And by the way, I know Amit for over 10 years. We worked for Iron Source yeah, together. I know. It's, uh... So usually when he come with idea, it's a good idea. 
uh, at the at the specific uh, timeline at the time it was COVID after Aronsos after many years in the business, I, I I didn't want to jump into anything new unless uh, I feel comfortable and intrigued to do it. And uh, lucky him or me together, uh, it was super interesting for me. I'm asking this because again, I know you as co-founders and I also have a co-founder as you know, and like this like relationship between co-founders sometimes it's um it's it's very very unique you know like um like moti and i we fight quite yeah. a bit and we disagree quite a bit but at the end of the day like we do respect one another's ideas um and by the way if it was for me alone if i had started incremental alone incremental would have been a very unsuccessful multi-touch attribution company so thank wow. god i have a co-founder um yeah. No, so, so in our case, um, we were pretty aligned and we understand what each one, each one is bringing into the, t- like to the table. Um, and of course, like you said, it's like a, it's like a marriage relationship um, and has ups and downs. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a long-term relationship. It's a marathon. And at the end of the day, you want to keep the, the positive trends. Uh, so I'm happy to say we are the positive trends, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Nice. So welcome to the podcast. Um, so this series, the whole theme is crazy hypothetical what-if questions that are mostly unlikely to never, ever happen. But okay. the whole idea is the like thought exercise to see how someone with a lot of experience thinks of these things that, by the way, you and I know, like just the fact that it might not happen doesn't mean it won't happen. I agree. <laughs> cool. I agree. Cool. So uh, jumping into the first question. Okay, um, you and I have been in this space a while and we are also users, so we see ads and we see annoying ads and we see intrusive ads. Yeah. What if um, the platforms start heavily regulating and tightening the screws around intrusive ads? Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, we all know that happens due to the, the industry we're working in. It's part of the game. You know, users are coming to, to play uh, free-to-play games and they understand they're gonna, sh- gonna see some ads in order to get the free game. Uh, but you understand what's happening. It got really, um, let's say, uh, a bit too much for the user. Let's say, like you said, they're gonna ban it. So at the end of the day, there are other ways. And this is exactly like the, the, the path to innovation. Because when something, when one, cl- one door closes, you're always looking for the other one to open. And in this case, uh, we also already see like some of the uh, the big the big companies are bending some of the if it's the interval of the ads, if it's how you're gonna show it, when you're gonna show it. So in this case, and this was what I guess a mid initial thought was, let's develop a non-intrusive ad that is audio based but has a visual element that won't interfere. The, the game itself and allow the user to continue playing. So this was actually, even if it's gonna happen, what you say is gonna happen, we already have a, I would say a solution that might fit to the new regulation if they will happen ever, okay? So in this case, we all agree that at the end of the day, game developer wants user to enjoy the game, but they also have a business and they need to generate revenue. So. It, it's very sensitive, this area, and our solution specifically uh, is currently act, actually like solving this intrusiveness issue. 
And if things, and I, I don't wish this thing to happen because a lot of game developers are counting on those ads to give the revenue to their business, there are solutions out there and will be a new one that might solve this regulation if it will happen, yeah. What do you think the likelihood of this happening of, let's say, because actually Google did, recently did something Okay, yeah. in that line, right? With hypercasual, yeah. they didn't say hypercasual, but generally the regulation around when and how many interstitials you can pop basically is like being regulated. Yeah, you know, Google is, uh, <laughs> it's the biggest black box out there for all of us. Uh, you don't necessarily understand most of the decision or regulation they are implying, but I, I believe they have good reason for that, some reasons. Um, and this specific uh, regulation they released, I think, uh, almost a year ago, even less, six, seven months ago. Uh, yeah, they are trying to um, to make developer to show the interstitial in a more, I would say, um, balanced way, okay, and more straightforward way, like it it used to be, but it changed a bit. Uh, so this regulation basically reduce the number of interstitials that a developer allow to present during gameplay. And this is exactly, if we're talking about, is the place that audio ads, which are part of the, of the game itself, are not uh, interfering the user experience and are also complied by the new Google regulations specifically for this real estate they basically uh, put some regulation on. So yes, so Google already doing it. Uh, we might hear others doing it soon uh, or not soon, not sure, but uh, it's part of the evolution of our industry and our ecosystem. And this, again, I think it's a great path to new innovations in the space, which need innovation. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. So, you know, when, when, when I started Incremental with Moti, um, we knew at some point maybe Apple will do ATT, okay? It wasn't known as ATT back then, but we knew Apple will likely deprecate the IDFA. That will be good for us if and when this happens. But we didn't start the company, like, I don't know, because of this. Um, or we didn't see it as like something that would like, really benefit us. And we never thought it would happen like, I don't know, the next month. Um, yeah. Now, when you started the company, did you expect or think that these regulations would come in, like what Google did a couple of months ago? No, no. It, it, the the idea and the understanding and the the willing the vision was literally to allow game developers to have new tool to new ad format which won't uh, interfere with the gameplay itself. And what this was the initial because we saw it in our own source, like we saw the that the growth of the mobile space of the mobile monetization space, and we saw and understand that game developers are looking to maximize their revenue but still need to maintain certain KPIs, users KPI in order to you know, make the business grow in a steady and, uh, and uh, I would say a steady way. So when we came, yeah, we wanted a new tool that our vision, we see in the future that audio ads will be used even more, would be competing directly with interstitial and not only on new real estate, but it's a, it's a value, it's a value, it's a like evolution of the industry of the digital audio industry. Because today, some of the interstitial, the rewarded video, they know how to let's say uh, compensate the developer higher than other forms like banners, 
and other. And we believe what we see happening in Spotify and Pandora and those, those apps that hopefully soon uh, also um, audio ads in the way we see it, a non-intrusive, non-interfering way will also be able to compensate as high as those other formats. Cool. And by the way, when it, when it comes to when it comes to statistics, you might when you when it comes to statistics, um, you might have some of these. So when it comes to uh, you know um, a friend of mine, Adam Jaffe, I think you know him well as well, yeah. was actually talking with me maybe two weeks ago, showing me that when they added an interstitial, this was um, early in gameplay. This was the breaking point where, where a lot of users just churns. Um, do you have kind of like stats on comparison, audio ads versus interstitial? What, like, what is the level of retention after those? So I don't have specific statistics to what you suggested, but uh, I can, you know, I can say, confirm, like I can confirm that developers who now better balance their monetization stack with our solution, which is non-interfering inter, inter, not, not audio ads, do show uh, a few um, increase, I'd like to see increase in the KPI, user KPI. And some of those KPIs are also related to user um, retention, uh, time on game, uh, and similar uh, KPIs. Also, the main KPI that uh, also they're measuring is the outdoor, which we also see. So game developers who are understanding this and starting to develop their own strategy using this new tool, we believe won't have the effect you just mentioned because they can literally can start with an audio ad, which doesn't interfere the gameplay and maybe have another one. And maybe only in level three, start to put some interstitials and other. So it's a win-win situation you get user a, a longer staying on the on the game user is not frustrated by the getting the first interstitial right away so we believe and it's still an education process working together with the game developer there is a a, a way to improve user experience while a, a compensating the game developer with our solution you know case. it's funny I, I had another hypothetical question in uh, i think an interview i did last week which yeah. was what if apple forces a standardized x button so mm -hmm. today part of the frustration i would say is that you see an interstitial and there is an x and it doesn't work it actually pops the store and then when it does work it delays for another 10 seconds it's really annoying now question I, I ask people is like yeah. you know, what if apple like essentially standardizes the x button but let's go for the more extreme um what do you think the chances are of apple and we i'm i'm, I'm specifically picking apple because we know that apple does care about the quality of content on their device even if it's not their content um what right. if apple says this is how an interstitial is supposed to work if you don't do it we just ban your app I think, uh, again, I, I think it's a very hypothetical <laughs> suggestion, but let's say it happens, okay? So first of all, I think uh, Google will see more games and more focusing uh, uh, on the Google Play Store to get more attention, get more resources focusing on these uh, platforms. 
And Apple-wise, let's say, okay, we have only Apple, and this is the only way we can put games. Uh, so I think that developers will look for other uh, monetization solution that will, you know, will be in the standards of Apple. And again, opening a new path to innovation. In our case, again, I think we might even be a, a allowed in this regulation because we don't have the full screen. We do have an option to mute the audio ads or even to, or to skip it if needed. So at the end of the day, if the platform will go in this direction and let's take it even the extreme, non-intrusive ads, nothing. They want the user to continue playing. I think uh, all the non-intrusive uh, um, ad formats, even the, the current standard banners Will will relive his uh, glory days of the 1990s, you know. <laughs> so, so, so I think if it's gonna happen, which I believe not, uh, it's again open new innovation, and uh, yeah, and it will be a, a big shift to Google Play Store. That's for sure. Okay, I'm gonna kind of like segue us to the next question. So, I think last time we spoke and we were like comparing ages. We are roughly the same age, so, so you probably remember. Uh, maybe 15 years ago, when yeah. Microsoft was forced that when you install Windows, you have a pop-up that says, which browser do you want? Okay. Because yeah. they had a monopoly with Internet Explorer. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's go for another crazy hypothetical. What if Apple, like when you install um, any app, pops an app that tells you, hey, uh, choose how you want to get monetized. Do you want to see interstitial video ads? Or audio ads so uh, you know what let's take it uh, in the lane of memories if we had this conversation and I had to pitch you audio ads let's say 10 years ago not even before that and you are a game developer and I had to tell you you have two options you get the same money for both you can monetize your game with video or interstitial which block the screen for X seconds or you can allow users to continue playing while listening to an audio ad. As a game developer, I, 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 can, I can guarantee, I know as a game developer, I would choose the audio. But the industry of the digital audio ads wasn't there. So our industry took the, the, the fast lane of video and testicial and went straight forward. So now what we're trying to do, basically, we're trying to correct history and allowing this tool again. So to your question, I believe users will prefer to listen to continue playing, no matter the what way, they have. Yeah, no matter what the the, the, the options are. So I want to you, play. I came to the game to play. You know, and, if you go and, for yeah, yeah, so and yeah, and I understand the game developer, it's their business. So I respect that coming from the industry. But at the end of the day, if you will ask the user, I'll ask you when you watch TV, you have an option. To skip on uh, to skip on commercial while you're watching news or whatever or a TV series. Let's say it's not in Netflix, you're watching it live. You will skip it. No doubt. Think, by the way, it's funny that you bring up memory lane because again, 20 plus years ago, I think the the highest paying format was pop under. Okay. I don't know if some of the listeners Netflix. don't even know what pop under is, yeah. but like I think yeah. you and I remember what a pop under is. Yeah. Pop Under was crazy intrusive, very high CPMs, but 
I think it took publishers a while to understand that while you're making very high CPMs, you are losing users. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, so pop-ups, as you said, was a big, big channel uh, back in the days. Um, it used to work amazing for performance campaigns. Well, almost every performance campaigns work great in the pop-ups. And, and you notice it's not there anymore. So, so you understand that the, the industry um, realized that some things are worth giving up, even if it makes you a bit more of money in order to look forward and understand how they can innovate new formats or new ways to monetize their assets uh, without interfering the user experience. But that's, so but that's the point, by the way. I don't think they were making less money. I think that, again, if you look only at part of the picture, you're saying, hey, my eCPM on banners is lower than pop-unders. But when you lost 50% of your users because you were showing them pop-ups. Yeah, but, but back in the days, they didn't have incremental. So they didn't have a way to actually maybe know how they allocating their monetization or similar companies that have this tool. You had to do everything yourself. You know, back in the days, it was... I I'm just see the bottom line. I don't necessarily know exactly what happened to the user or to attribute exit traffic. It did evolve to a point, I guess, that what you said was, okay, it doesn't work. And they, they stopped doing it. Or they do some, some maybe websites still doing it. I don't, I'm not sure, but, but I agree. Um, at the end of the day, the outcomes that happened there, uh, we believe will happen also, me believe my vision will also happen in mobile games less intrusive ads will take over it will take it will take time no doubt but i believe there is a way using innovation to do so what could increase do you think the chances of a publisher putting a, a question for a user like hey um do you prefer that i show you video full screen ads or audio ads what do you think the likelihood or, or sorry not likelihood what could increase the chances of a publisher going for that route uh Um, at the end of the day, I think when it comes to the publisher sides, it needs to understand that if user, it, it needs to do A-B testing, basically, okay? It needs to see and basically put it in front of the user. You have audio ads, you have video ads, choose. And then if the outcome, like you said, not in the next day, not in the next two days, the long-term outcome, the, the, the compensation, the revenue that it generates is maybe the same even higher because if you get the user to play more there's other way you can monetize in a smart ways uh, so he might choose it and I must say that uh, we are already testing this kind of uh, solution um, but I don't have any like a confirmation to give you like stats that I can stand behind but again at the end of the day uh, we believe that the day will come that audio ads, will be in the same level as other formats out there in the mobile game. This is why I love talking with, uh, with founders in this podcast, because A, you yeah. could hear the passion, and B, even the craziest hypotheticals, it's something that you do think about. Yeah, you have to be a bit crazy to start a startup, you know? I agree, it's, I agree. It's especially not, in today's world. Especially if you have a few kids and stuff like that. So you have to be a bit of a loco, you know? Yeah. But... Um, for me or I guess for others as well, uh, this is the way I want to live my life. You know, I need this excitement. I need this, I need to be a bit of visionary. And we need to be that. 
because if we won't, so it would be the same and nothing will change. In, in our space, I think there's always a place for innovation. Uh, it's just a matter uh, who, who, what's the idea, what's the scale, who innovate and the team that innovated. Because uh, a lot of great ideas got dismissed because the execution wasn't as good as uh, expected. So it's a lot about execution, but the vision needs to be there not only for the first or two or three years, it needs to be every day moving forward. How do you do things? And this is exactly what I learned, I must say, in Iron Source. In Iron Source, we always were looking for new things to bring in. And the mentality of the company was you have a great idea, prove it, ship it. If it's scale enough, let's do it. So this is what I try uh, to live by and the team here also. Uh, and yeah, and we're doing it. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, let's go for the last question with the time we have. Um, so again, another crazy hypothetical, okay? And it's funny, you know, most people, I ask them the reverse scenario. You're the first one that actually volunteered to go for the extreme scenario. And the yeah, scenario well. is, what if Apple and Google basically decide we're going to increase the App Store fees from the 30% roughly to 50%. So you're referring to the in-app purchase fees? Exactly. Okay, so uh, first of all, if they do so, I'm very sorry for the game developer, but for us, it's going to be a celebration. Uh, I think uh, game developers will look for new revenue streams. And and if like if it's take the other hypothetical things we talked about, if there will be regulation about the station, I think audio will take the front stage and, and, and really lead the monetization for game developers. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I think, but I don't want it to happen. I think in a purchase mechanism, it's something great. I think it's part of the game. It really help users and game developers to connect with the process, with the game. Um, but on the same time, if this will happen, we will be the first to, to jump in and help, help the game developers uh, to gain the missing revenue. Most of the time, obviously, when I ask this question, it's about the other way around. It means what if Apple and Google reduces the App Store fees? So indeed, for sure, um, this one is way crazier because people actually think that the likelihood is that they decrease. So we are going yeah. for the other way around. But let's go again. Again, go. and I think also, if we, if we go straight forward, I think they will increase. Of course, they're going to be a, a bandit. People will abandon the stores. They, they will think about other way to get users to buy the assets within the games outside the stores. Maybe they think about it already. But at the end of the day, uh, this move will probably hurt the big players. And again, will open maybe again uh, a new option for a new app store to pop up and maybe offer something that nobody offered before. You know? Yeah, it will be like, you know, when Epic Games uh, sued Apple, this will be a lot more lawsuits, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and it's just, just noises with our industries. We all have the same goal at the end of the day. Game developers want to create games, user wants to play. We want to help this economy to grow and continue. And by the way, I don't know if you know, Gaming in general today is the biggest form of entertainment. It's already suppressed both films and movies when it comes to the actual numbers of revenue. And it's in front of the, in front of the stage. And let me just add another angle. Brands understand that finally. They understand that finally. And especially in audio, we see, we work only with the biggest brands in the world. 
and we see we ask all the time about gaming and how 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 brands can really be part of the the monetization stack like like big significant part of the revenue and not only performance and and i'm happy to see that because this promise was out there for five six, eh, ten years already with different tries to do so but again you can see it a lot of agencies the biggest in the world are recruiting gaming division people to gaming division to start and research and really allocate a, a budget into this channel so i think it's a it's a great timing for all of us to be part of this ecosystem and i again predict it will grow definitely by the way it's crazy that it it took so long but yeah. uh, i think like five episodes five episodes before ours um you can hear natalia uh, she's evp from anzu yeah. um which by the way said exactly the same it said it's like crazy like 10 years ago you had brands kind of thinking no gaming i don't want to advertise on games and today i think people understand that well gaming is like what is it like half the people um, it's it's a, it's 3.1 billion gamers um and just it's super diverse because today everyone is a gamer yeah exactly like, like I, i see it in like my wife my mom They play each day they play mobile games and they are gamers like the average like uh, demographic in the states for mobile games especially in the casual uh, uh, in the casual category is actually female 30 plus so we're there and now yeah. brands understand that and they're going I believe to invest heavily moving forward yeah yeah it's and crazy that like it... need to think about it too game developers need to think because it's a different it's a different play from pure performance other games. UA it's it's totally different and they will need to think about it and we you know, put that, a lot of effort into it that's like crazy like uh, 15 or maybe 18 years ago the definition of premium inventory was i don't know the home page of yahoo or the home page of forbes and yeah. today when when we live in a mobile world like there is no home page anymore your home page yeah. is whatever app you're playing i'm playing solitaire and i'm playing uh, play um I'm playing solitaire and I'm playing a uh, merge mayor for example mm-hmm. yeah okay? and I have dip- disposable income I'm like a user brands would love to actually target no they do they just they don't they don't know exactly how to do it there's a lot of education process has been done in the industry for the last few years and we can see the initials like a uh, outcome now only in the last year and a half like these new divisions uh, they're looking for to get more uh, information and, and this you know it's something also super interesting because one place that mobile uh, game developer game developers in mobile gaming is lacking is they don't know a lot about the user demographic now depends on the game but let's talk about the casual hyper casual they don't know but this this um, these parameters can really lift their revenue. Because a lot of the brands are targeting specific audience. They also buy run on network, but if they have the option to get those information, to get this information, they bid much higher and they want to have like to pitch it to their clients and they really know where they buy. So if till now it was like maybe they, they do something you know using some DMP in the middle and understands, if game developer in a way that still, inside the regulations of GDPR and the regulation of the app and, and Google Play Store can uh, share or understand who is the user, 
this will help them a lot moving forward when uh, agencies and brands will really invest even more into the space. Yeah. Interesting. Had me, by the way, like my mind suddenly actually went into understanding what the whole vision of the metaverse is, but we don't have enough time to go no, into yeah. crazy <laughs> philosophicals. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't do metaverse anyway. Like I, it's, 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 I don't have enough room here. See, I have a small head. It's not, not even enough. For <laughs> no, you don't so, have a small head. No, I'm joking. What I'm saying, I'm saying metaverse, it's a different, like, dimension to me you need to really invest time and understand the, the opportunities there and as you understand we are a startup we're focusing on what we do yeah. we have super laser focus we do uh, audio ads within mobile games that's it for now no. <laughs> cool so Elad thank you so much for your time it's always a pleasure speaking with you yeah. I absolutely love talking with you uh, you're, you're an extremely friendly person to anyone who ever, hasn't met you in person it's just I don't know you put a smile on my face every time I see you appreciate goes both ways and yeah see you soon I guess uh, out there next week yeah San Francisco you can see yeah. Yeah. okay thank see you all bye bye